Again, glad to be with you today. If you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. It's not going to be on the screen. So grab a Bible, grab your phone, do something, and turn right there. The preparation for the big give takes about six months from the time that Jim and I start to the time the event actually happens. And today what I want to do is I actually want us to hear from Jim. And so I was hoping that we could do this live. And we had talked about that and we thought we could, but it didn't quite work out. But their congregation was going to come over and worship with us and we were going to have a conversation on the stage together like I've had with many other people. Today I've got a video that I'm going to show you here in just a minute of Jim and I up here on stage talking about the big gift. And I just want you to see kind of our hearts and kind of where we are, how this all started, and give you a little backstory about the big gift. I want to begin, though, with this verse, which I think really is a highlight of where what I believe we are called to do and called to serve. And that's in Matthew 25, verses 31. I'm going to just read through verse 40. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And He will place the sheep on His right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by the Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you walked me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. This is the heart of servants. This is the heart of Lake Homa. This is the heart of the big give as well. I'll let you see this, and then I'll be back after we watch this. Good morning, everybody. I'm here with Jim Harris from Clear Springs Church, and we are in the middle of the big gift. Absolutely. I mean, we're recording this early, but yes. when this is showing, this is on the Sunday, we're, between Saturday and Sunday's activities. So, so we're already wore out. We're, yes, and that's why we're doing this. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> because, because I think we are both worn out. Absolutely. So give, us, so give us a little background, Jim, on your church, who you are, because we kind of came into this, and a lot of people don't really know our history and your sure. history, and so sure. go for it. We'll do it. We'll do it. So uh, I have give you a little bit quick history on myself. So... I grew up in the Oklahoma and Texas area. Uh, I gave my life to Christ when I was seven, almost eight. Answered the call to ministry when I was 10. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. 
and um, did that. And then, and then as I went into college, went into seminary, I kind of had a, a heart towards and felt like God was calling me towards potentially church planting. And so as I thought through church planting, uh, actually early in ministry, I was checking out a couple of different church opportunities, didn't connect right, just right. And uh, about that time, the pastor who I answered the call to preach under had just started a plant here in Mustang. Okay. And he left that, was about to leave that to go to one of our schools. And they were looking for someone to come in and finish the church plant and take it forward. That was in 1995. So how long have you been here? So I've been here since October of 1995, pastoring, planting. So and 26 years, right? Clear Springs Church. That's right. That's right. right. Working on it. That's right. Yeah, so. That's a long time. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. Are, now, are you one of the ones with the longest <laughs> tenure here in Mustang? Yes. If, uh, in fact, uh, Dave Bryan, just across the road from you now, yeah. I think he has me by a few months. Okay. And uh, we've got, you know, got Jim McNabb behind us now at the bridge. Yes, that's right. He's no longer there. He's retired. That's so, right. Uh, so climbing the ladder. Climbing right? the ladder. There you go. Well, wonderful. But uh, yeah, so so that's that's our history. Um, we had had a church in the Mustang community, our our group of churches through the 70s and 80s that closed its doors, actually. And our district of churches wanted to reopen that. And that's what led to us coming in and planting. Great. Back then. So. Now, tell us, as far as the church tradition, Yep. what are you a part of? Okay, so the group that we're a part of is, is Free Will Baptist. Uh, Free Will Baptist churches, um, you know, we've, we've had our own conversations. Every group's a little different yep. with all of that, but Free Will Baptist churches are an association of churches. Each church is independent, but we come together to do some things beyond ourselves cooperate on missions, efforts, things of that nature. Right. So that's that's our background. Okay. That's who we are with that. So the history of uh, the big give, yep. which we're in the middle of right now, yep. how did that get started yep. and when did it get started? Okay. So in fact, I actually looked up a date to remember this, but this is, if, if we're counting correctly, this is our 12th big give, 12th annual big give okay. event we've done. I want to take it back though to about 2007, so that would be 14 years ago. Um, the reason that year stands out is there was a period of time there that like a lot of churches, we were trying to do maybe some sort of a back to school party for the kids, you know, and, and we would do that. We, 2007 stands out because I had to Google the history on this, but it was August of 2007. We were set up to do a big water event in front of our church. Okay. So water slides and all this. Right. And the, the week that we picked was when Tropical Storm Aaron came in and just dumped like eight, 10 inches of rain. Right, right. And right during the middle. So it was its own water event, yeah, but exactly. it was a, not what we had planned. And that didn't go well. A year or two following, we rented out the aquatic center. We did some things just tried to invite kids from the community to be a part of that. It was fine, it was, they were fun events, but kind of left us thinking, okay, you know, our kids for the most part have plenty of parties, plenty right. of opportunity to have fun. What can we do that has a little more lasting value? Sure. And so that led us to the thought of the big give. And the idea being that rather than just a moment in time, if we could invest those dollars 
um, that energy into something that would have some lasting value, we would. So we, we decided initially we're providing backpacks, some school supplies, even added in haircuts. And uh, I think we may be pretty quickly, we had some clothing we'd give away, a little bit of food, stuff like that right. to help the families. And, and for a couple of years, it just took some time to get the word out, get some interest. I think our early targets might have been around 100 or 250 students, something along those lines. About year three, four, five, somewhere in there, it just kind of exploded. Right. And uh, when that happened, I specifically remember an event where we're, we're getting ready to open the doors. We've got people lined up outside of our church on a hot Sunday afternoon down the side of the building. And it became really clear really quick we were not going to have enough for the people that came. And, uh, you know, when you do this and you're trying to help people, exactly. there's, you won't have enough. there's nothing worse than the thought of we're going to have to turn people away. Exactly. And so I think we were set up that year for 250, had about 500. And so what we did is we took down everybody's names and did some emergency orders. And like the following Saturday, we, we were set up to give out to those that couldn't get the initial 250, right. the rest of the goods. That changed things for us though, to, for the future where we went to a, a pre-registration plan so that if students were pre-registered, they were guaranteed supplies. It, it really kind of made saying no a little easier at right. that point that we've prepared for that. Right, so now yeah. On, yeah. on the Let's pre-registration, uh -huh. uh, how did you get the family's names? Yep, yep, good question. What we've done for several years now, early on, like most things, when you start with an idea, you don't necessarily know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you know but, but recent years, probably the last five to seven years, we've worked directly with Mustang Public Schools uh, through their kind of social services department. Mm -hmm. They have had, they got the word out to counselors on local school sites. Right to identify families in their school that could use some assistance. Um, what happens then is they gather up the names and uh, the, the central office then gives us a number. We've got X number of families. In this particular year, I think it's about 100 plus families that okay. they identified. Uh, we then put together a letter of invite. Hey, we're gonna do this for you, please come. Here's how you register, that kind of thing. We take the, we take for privacy's sake, we take the letter, put it in an envelope, stamp it, keep the school from having expense, all that good stuff, give it to the school. They then attach labels right. so that we never are, uh, you know, we're keeping that family's privacy, what it can be sure. during that process. They then get the letters and then they've got the opportunity, if they choose to, to respond and, and most do. We then wait until about a week or so, give them a head start, and then we allow others that think they could use the help to also join in. But we wanna make sure that those that have been identified as the most needy among us right. have that first opportunity of joining in. Yeah, so a little over four and a half years ago, probably right after yep. I got here, yep. uh, I uh, was at a uh, Chamber of Commerce lunch. Okay. 
And I remember that you stood up and asked for help. Yeah. I don't know if you were asking for clothing. I don't know if you were asking. You just said we had this big give. It's gotten bigger than what we can really handle yes. ourselves. Yes. And just was wondering if anybody else would help. And so I was on the other side of the room. And mm-hmm. I walked over to you and I introduced myself. Right. I think maybe we had introduced ourselves before, but not for sure. And from there, it came to a partnership that we Absolutely. kind of helped out with you guys. And so that's how we got involved with this. Well, and, and you guys have been incredible for us um, on so many levels. I mean, there's so much to be said about the partnership. Oh, yes. Um, and we can probably get into that a little more in just a moment. But uh, we absolutely, we're a small church, James. We, you know, that, there's no secret to that. Um, over the years, most of us, when we talk churches, when we talk ministry, there is a thought towards um, bigger is better, you know, and smaller is weaker and all of that. Uh, I've come to realize that that's not necessarily true. Uh, Ministry is healthy if we've got discipleship happening, if we're sharing Jesus, if we're making a difference in our community. And and that's going to take on a different look from church to church. But this particular idea was definitely kind of outgrowing our ability to maintain it well and and we we were our goal was to do whatever was right and good for sure. the kingdom and at that point in time we could definitely use some assistance with it and so uh, in many ways you guys have been a godsend to us just to, to help us advance it forward and and take the next steps that have allowed it to be what it has become yeah so, so let's go back to the numbers that yep, you, yep. you do a hundred people out yep. with letters and things like that but so that's even this year but where do the 1500 people come yep. the 1500 kids i know that's not all yeah. you know you got three or four kids sometimes in a family oh absolutely so in fact you're probably talking i don't know this for fact but by the time you get those letters out to those let's just say 100 families and then you've got a few folks that they're going to know and kind of network with you're easily going to be getting into probably 500 of those students right. just from that Others, we have used social media, we have used word of mouth to spread the word. A couple, a couple of decisions we've made along the way, when, when families sign up, we have, we have chosen not to require any kind of proof that they need the help. And, and you and I have talked a little right, bit about sure. these families that, that they're all at just different seasons of life. Right. So, so some, and, and we've both have witnessed some, that it is very obvious when they hit the campus that, yeah, this family could use oh, a hand up, that, that everybody can see it. There's other families that as they come through, you know, in, in the back of our very, very, you know, selfish human minds, you're thinking, do they really need the help? Right. But I've just heard enough stories by now from these particular folks that I've learned everybody has their own story, right. their own set of circumstances. It may be in particular, you've got a, a mom who has recently been abandoned by her spouse. Right. She's raising the kids. Sometimes it's the grandkids. And, uh, and while I may be judging by the car she's driving, exactly. I realized that really he left her with a big yep. car bill mm-hmm. and uh, there's not much other help there. And so, so rather than get into the weeds of asking the questions on proving need, if you're willing to go through the process 
that we have and take the time and the energy to get your kids some help this way, then we look at it as we're going to assume you need it. Yeah. And, uh, and that, you know, some good can come from it. So we got that. So by the time we get the word out with social media, with word of mouth and the other, um, it doesn't take long in our growing community to hit what was last year just over a thousand students we had you might remember we had really honestly it was a it was a glitch it was a mistake right. on our part that we as we were looking at the google form we were using for registration we had in our mind i think it was a thousand was our goal we hit about thinking it was about five six hundred lines of registration on the spreadsheet and then came to the realization, whoever was monitoring it, hey, that's families. Oh, it, and so yeah. we got <laughs> multiple kids yes. there. So we, we were, when we shut it off after about four days of registration, we were at over 1,300 students. And, uh, and so then it became just a matter of, we actually got more materials again. They, they, they did it, what we asked them to do, they're on the list, we're not gonna say no to them. And it went from there, so this year, we went ahead and raised the bar to 1,500. Right. That, that's what led to that number. And uh, we'll see what happens yeah. as we do yeah. that. So, well, yeah. so what, what do you see the future? Because it seems to, at least the four years that we've been a part of this uh -huh. in, in helping out, it seems to have grown every single year. It Absolutely. just expands. I mean, you said 1,300, 1,500 this year. Right. Is it, you know, another 1,750 or whatever right. next year? Right. So, so the that's... It's a great question, and it is, um, you know, there's so many factors that lead to what you do next. Um, you know, I think, I think one possibility, and we've kind of dreamed through this a little bit, mm -hmm. but one possibility, it may be that it's time to take it off of our campus. Um, you know, that naturally we've enjoyed using our campus as a way to connect to the community and the neighborhood. Yeah. But, um, but if that's the obstacle, then we need to do something else. And one possibility there that is maybe something like the community center, especially since you know COVID last year led to a pretty significant change to being a, a drive-through event, which little did we know as we were planning for that, that only made it better with that glitch yes. of being able to service that many families. Right. And, uh, and so with that format of a, of a drive-through type service, um, if we need it to grow to the numbers it looks like it's going to, we could potentially add in a few more churches if it comes to that, make this a community-wide effort. We go community center yep. and, uh, and service whoever we need to service in that regard. When you think of uh, just thinking about Jesus, thinking about how he served other people. Yep. What what story or what yep. kind of scriptures maybe yeah. come to your mind? I'll, I'll I mean, you, I know where mine is. Yeah, but. so I'll, I'll tell you one that came to my mind. This may be off the page for you for what you might have expected from me, but it's in Mark chapter 2. Okay. Mark chapter 2, first 12 verses. And you, you're familiar with the story. It's the, the man who was paralyzed and his four friends take him to Jesus. You remember that story? Yeah. And, and what that, sto that story has so many lessons to me about this in that, that they recognized 
that hurting people need Jesus, you know, and this guy did. Um, we watched them work together to get him to Jesus. Um, you think about um, they had a conviction that Jesus could do something for him, so they were determined to get him to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we, we watch how they cooperate together to do what not any one of them could do on their own. We watch them get creative. If you remember, and you can look up this story later, but that uh, these men go to the house, they can't get in. There's obstacles. It's people that have crowded around Jesus, but it's a, an obstacle at that moment for them to get their friend to Jesus. So rather than just stop because there's an obstacle, they, they get up on the roof, they right. cut the hole in the roof, they get creative in what they do. And, and in all of this, they ultimately are able to get their friend to Jesus. They're showing compassion and action oh, yeah. through this. And, uh, and then we get Jesus up on healing the guy, you'll remember. First thing he does is he actually heals him or forgives him of his yeah, sins. Right. And, and there's another lesson that just speaks back to me is, is that even as we help people in meeting temporary needs, there's really, there's a deeper need there. There's a right. spiritual need of every individual. And we just want to make sure we keep the main thing, the main thing. Exactly. While doing what we can to uh, minister to them. And so that's one of the stories that comes to my mind when I think of Christ followers working together to make the difference in the lives of someone else. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about something totally different too. Okay. But I was really thinking it, this is a, I think it's First Kings seventeen. Okay. Which is the widow of Zarephath. Okay. And in Elijah, you know, going and I'm going to have God says I'm going to provide this widow that's going to help provide food for you. Right. And of course, see all the interaction of him coming in, seeing the widow. I'm going to make my last meal for my child and myself. Right. And uh, in doing that, and Elijah being there, he provided, God provided for her for as long as he was there and as long as he was in that house. And uh, we have a saying here that it's not mine. I, it, I didn't come up with it, but it was something that we did during a recent uh series on becoming great as a servant right and it's do for the one what you wish you could do for the many okay and this event really seems That's like great. it's do for the many you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> do for the many <laughs> and, and this is one of those times that we collectively our, our congregations together can come together and do for the many because it takes a lot of resources to do oh, absolutely. that absolutely when it's just the one person do for that one yep. what you wish you could do for everybody yep. else. And so, well, and I would say this, and this is just a reminder for your church family and mine. You know, I, I have to re I remind our folks that it's not like we put on the calendar this this day each year that we're going to do for others. Exactly. Right? That's exactly right. This is just a picture of what we should be doing throughout our lives, throughout the year. And, uh, and there will be the one here and there we'll come in contact with that can use that assistance. And we do for that one, um, just as we're going to do for the many you yeah. know, through this event. So yeah. That's okay, good. so Free Will Baptist Church of Christ. Yeah. We've got yeah. both of us kind of working yeah. together. Uh, what's it like to have two different traditions, especially in a town like Mustang, right. working together? And I know what has been interesting to me being here a short time, only mm -hmm. five years compared to your 
26 or 27. <laughs> okay, very you still brief. got me on total years of ministry. I've got a feeling. So. Okay, so you're saying I'm old. I got it. No, I no, 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 no. It's okay. You didn't say it, but you, I got it. I got it. But, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I have noticed how this town really works together as far as yeah. the different churches yeah. in the area. Yeah. And just going on, uh, especially during the school year, once a month, meeting all the other guys mm -hmm. that are here with all the other churches, it's been a blessing. It really has. Getting to know you. Absolutely. And, you know, getting to know Dave and whether it's Michael or whether it's Aaron Tiger, you know, whoever oh, yeah. it is, all these guys around here, it's just been a huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think it is you know what you've got this inside your church family as well as outside that we we get the picture probably better on a weekly basis when we see those that we do life and church with right. where we know that we come together as the body of christ and we can do more together than any one of us could on our own same thing is true among the local bodies of christ as we come together and do for the do for others that way um i think i think that uniquely in this day in 2021 we're in a season of life in america yeah where you know i'm so thankful we live in america don't get me wrong but we're in a time that it appears that if someone is different than you then it, you know to use our popular words we have to cancel them yeah because they don't line up directly with the way we think or act or or have same preferences or whatever. And, uh, and while Jesus is the big deal, and we all wanna make a big deal of Jesus as we should, there are going to be some secondary or tertiary issues that are of less significance. And there are times we set those aside right. simply to work together for the good of the kingdom of God, for advancing the gospel, for meeting the needs of our community. and. And quite frankly, what Lake Homa Church and Clear Springs Church are doing right now is we're being uh, a great example of this to our community. Yeah. We're, it, it's a way that we can lead the way to better cooperation. And you're right, we've got a spirit of that in Mustang. I'm thankful for it. But unless we're intentional right. about keeping that and advancing that, it will not stay. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, I know that one, none of this would happen without our volunteers. Oh, goodness. You're I mean, right. and having many volunteers as it is, and yeah. I just want you to speak toward that a little bit yeah. because I know that uh, uh, having the hearts of our members, mm -hmm. your members, all mm -hmm. of them together, having that heart of service yeah. is, is just such a blessing. Absolutely. And to see that and to see how everybody participates in this is just so great. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned the saying that you have around here. We have one that it's just kind of a motto or mission for Clear Springs is building a lasting faith in Christ through serving. And we identified that in part because for whatever reason, the way God has uniquely gifted our little church family that seems to be a kind of just shared DNA of yeah. the people of what can we do to serve others. Um, 
And in, in doing that, we've got outlets like this that, that allow for it. And, and it's one thing to talk the talk. It's another thing to go ahead and put that into action. And, um, and when it comes to volunteering and covering some shifts as it is for a, a weekend like this, um, there's so much involved with that. Yeah. You know, it's important, and you're a great example of this. You, pro you provide leadership. Your staff provides leadership. You, you take care of the behind-the-scenes details to make that opportunity available. But then it, it comes time for, for us as the body of Christ to step up and say, I'll yep. do my part. And, um, and when each of us do that, we, we don't have to know how to do everything. Exactly. We just need to stand side by side with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and together we can pull this off. And, and uh, it, it is incredible. It has been such a privilege over these last few years of working side by side with you. My, my folks talk about it all the time, about the, the, the impression they have of Lake Homa Church because of these brief moments together. Oh, sure. It's so positive and so encouraging. Yeah, and the same here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we, it's, have a, we have a high regard for yeah. Clear Springs Church. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, anything else that I've left out? Oh, I don't know. I think, we're, I think we're pretty good. You had asked me at one point to just note cost. I oh, think yes. that's worth yeah. doing when we talk right. about the investment. I looked back and last year for 2020, um, Clear Springs invested about $13,000 in the event. And I recognize that Lake Homa, in addition to that, invested dollars. And so, so we're talking, you know, it's a, it, there's a lot of money involved yep. in an event like this. I still think when you look at the, the, uh, the number of folks that are helped, we're putting it's it's a great value on the amount yeah absolutely that, that's being provided yeah for and that. for everybody that doesn't know we put in about seven thousand yeah and so i know that's what we did this yeah, year and yeah stuff. Absolutely. so uh i think you know that's just you know it's what it takes absolutely it's what it takes absolutely. and i'm so grateful for all our generous members here hey especially those that you know that they may not be out there but they're giving well you had uh i had countless folks come by our fireworks stand saying hey lake homa sent me over here because we've got this because they know they're going to yeah. you're buying backpack school supplies yeah, that's right and uh so you know while you had a blast for the fourth of july you were helping you were helping us backpack. that's exactly right <laughs> yeah, exactly right well jim always good to talk to you and we're Same. glad to have you here at lake homa and uh maybe we can do this live someday that'd be awesome that'd be I awesome love it thank love you everybody it. we appreciate you and love you and uh just uh, if you're not down to help out this afternoon, do it right now. You can still do it. It's not too go. late. We'll Love see it. you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Amen. It's not, it's not too late to sign up. So uh, I thought you would enjoy that. Get a little back history on that. It was interesting to, uh, yesterday. Uh, the Andrews here, Andrew Brock and Andrew Winburn, first of all, let me, let me tell you how much work they do. They do an extraordinary amount of work in putting this together as our ministry leaders over community outreach. And if it wasn't for those two men, uh, this wouldn't happen. They just, they dig in, they are all in on all that, and they've done a great job. So thank them very much. <clears throat> I thank them for their leadership because they, they are the ones that really kind of push everybody to do this. And so thank you to those guys. And thank you again to all of you. 
Yesterday it was really interesting because we were out doing traffic, the Andrews and I were, and so we were uh, out there seeing as everybody came out. So as everybody was coming out, their windows were still down, and most of them were saying thank you. We had countless of people that would stop and say, you do not know how much this has helped us. I didn't know where I was going to get these supplies, and I didn't know how I was going to afford them. And so to hear those as they were leaving was just such a blessing to us and shows the impact that we're having on this community. So thank you, thank you very, very much. And if, you, if, you, if you're not going to be out there today, please pray for us. It's going to be hot. We're going to need a lot of liquid. And uh, just appreciate you being here. And if there's anyone that we can help with prayer, our elders are at the back. If there's anything that we can do to help you, please go to them. They would be more than happy to pray with you. And, uh, and just know that we love you very much. And thank you, thank you so much for everything you do. Let's stand and sing.